Alright everybody, welcome to the OK Podcast. I was just supposed to have one guest today, but it turns out I have two. I have the official Lil Xanax with me. What's going on everybody? And I also have this producer that I know. And they were working on uh, a collab that they're going to do here in the future. So I hope everybody gets excited for that because this is, you heard it here, you're not going to find this anywhere else. We are going to have them do a collab. Um, so I just want to have them introduce themselves and explain what they do and uh, a little bit about themselves. So I guess uh, Xanax, go ahead. Yeah, well, uh, my name is Lil Xanax. Most of you might not know this, but my real name is Danny. Well, Daniel, but y'all can call me Danny. Uh, as some of y'all know, I go to high school with y'all because uh, I've got good grades in middle school. Uh I rap for fun, unlike a couple people at our school who claim that they rap for fun. And really, rapping for me is just, I love making music, and I feel like this is just a nice way for me to actually, like, release all this potential creativity that's been building up inside of me. Like, if I'm ever mad, I'll, like, write, like, rap lyrics down and stuff like that. So, like, I don't take this seriously. That's why I only put out music once every other month or something like that. But, yeah, it's just a little bit about me. Uh, I'm Colby, um, I produce, um, all kinds of music, um, do a lot of trap and hype kind of beats, um, I've been, do- been well, doing music for, like, quite a while. But you're not on any platforms, though. Um, yeah, I'm not any on any platforms yet, I really just, um, I'm gonna start selling. Well, if you are doing a collab, yeah, you're I on mean, Spotify, right? I'm on Spotify, I'm on iTunes, I'm so, on Amazon, so. Yeah, platforms soon. Yeah, I haven't really posted on any platforms just to be. And for everybody that doesn't know yet, on the 5th, which is um, tomorrow, Sunday. Sunday. Um, I'm going to be on Spotify, iTunes, and all that. Yes, so sir. you can go listen to me there. Because I know that I only have little snippets on uh, Instagram just to get uh, the thing across. but And then I have everything on SoundCloud. But starting tomorrow, I'll be... Um, You'll be on all major platforms because of a quick shout out to IndieFi Records for making all of this possible. This is not a paid promotion, but you know, thank you for helping me get my music. We got we got a record for me and we got we both have deals now. So um, the topic today that we're going to be talking about, we got a request from a user, James Thomas Otto, and he sent in uh, Gucci Santa. Ah yes, the. I feel like every time someone at my school says, like, yo, you know Lil Xanax? Or, like, if they know who I am, they're like, oh, yeah, that guy who made Gucci Santa. Like, that was my first hit. And a lot of people, a lot, not a lot of people know this, but I made the first Gucci Santa as a joke. I remember exactly what it was. It was December 2nd. I was in the middle school band hall. It was my eighth grade year, and I was complaining to my friends about how some rappers commercialize Christmas, like, in companies, they, like, use Christmas to their advantage to, like, market their stuff, and I said, how funny would it be if a rapper made a Christmas-themed song, but it's just him bragging about what he's done and how he's better than everybody else, and my friend's like, well, why don't you do that? I said, fine, I will, and I wrote the lyrics in two hours. It took me barely any time to write them, but Actually, I didn't write them down anywhere. I had forgotten all of the lyrics, so the first Gucci Santa was entirely a freestyle. I came up with it all off the top of my head, and it was recorded on a bus. On the bus ride to school, I had recorded it on my Apple headphones. And the song itself took off, and my old SoundCloud account got deleted at 43 followers, uh, which kind of sucked, but I had to deal with it. Uh, When it got deleted, Gucci Santa was approaching 500 plays. So that was without a doubt my most popular song, and that's what I'm wow. known for today. So of course this year I had to release a sequel, but I made it better. I made it more Christmas related. I focused more on Gucci Santa himself, like now, his personal story. Now you're like more serious about it, right? You don't yeah. Like- now I don't like freestyle off the top of my head. I like like most of the time now I'll actually try to come up with lyrics. I try to make it sound decent, pretty much. I try to make it like. To where it's not like, I'm too close to the microphone and you can hear all my S's, like, they're very, like, like that. Because I used to do that on my old songs. Like, the microphone would be, like, not even an inch away from my mouth. I would just be pressing it against my mouth and it would sound horrible. But I've been taking a lot more effort and a lot more work into it. So, I guess you could say I'm taking it a little more seriously. But 
I don't ever expect to make a career out of making rap music, like, by the name Lil Xanax. Like, I don't only rap. I play the guitar. I do a bunch of other stuff, but I don't expect to make a career just off of rap music. And I gotta say, one of my favorite parts about your entire um, rapping experience is, for any of you that don't know, uh, it was last year or the year before, we were having a dance at the middle school. Oh, yeah. And he yes. convinced the DJ to play Gucci Santa off SoundCloud. Yes, that was very hard to do, actually, because the woman, uh, she was sitting at a table, and she had two gigantic, like, towering speakers to the sides of her, and she had a little envelope on it with song requests. And so my friends told me, you know what would be awesome? If we got them to play Gucci Santa over these speakers. And I thought, all right, bet. So I walked over to her, and I said, hey, can you play a song? Like, I have a song request. She's like, yeah, sure, go ahead and write it down. If it's on Spotify, I'll play it. And I said, oh, it's on SoundCloud. She's like, what? SoundCloud. And then she gave me her phone to actually go and look up the song. And after 15 minutes of trying to convince her that it was an okay song to play, I gave up. I started walking back to the dance floor, and all of a sudden, the intro to Gucci Santa plays, and all of a sudden, I realized that the entire gym is blasting Gucci Santa. I freaked out. I started screaming. I was jumping for joy. There was a huge circle around me. I was just in the middle, just jumping and dancing my heart out, because... And as soon as we started doing that, the teacher shut it down. Yeah, because they figured it was going to get too intense. So uh, my plan is if there's a, if there's any dances or stuff like in our, in my upcoming high school career, career, no, my, in my high school education, if there's any like dances and stuff, I'm going to try to convince them to play Gucci Sena number two, which in my opinion is the better one because I put more time into it and I got a feature on it, a senior at our school named Gabriel. Uh, he was in my section in band, and I told him, hey, you know, like, you, you're pretty cool. I have this thing. It's called Gucci Santa. It's a project. It's like a Christmas-themed rap song. And I said, hey, do you want to be on it? And he's like, yeah, let's do it. And so I told him just to come up with, like, a verse, like, a couple of bars. His feature is about 75% of the song. <laughs> and I didn't mind because it really, for him, gave him an opportunity <clears throat> to uh, show the world what he had to offer, and his verse is better than mine. I'm not gonna lie. I wholeheartedly agree with everybody. He's like, oh man, Gabe's feature was the only thing that made that song good. Yes, I agree because I wrote my lyrics in an hour, okay? And Gabe, his lyrics took two weeks. Like, it was so clever. It was. It all rhymed. It's just, I don't know. His feature was really good, and then after that, he started releasing more solo stuff on his own SoundCloud account, and one of his songs called Moonwalk. It recently hit a thousand plays, which is, in my opinion, that's a huge deal because that means he's getting traction at our school. But well, you were yeah. talking about how uh, upcoming dances and stuff you're gonna try and get your music on, right? Yeah, I kind of want to try to plug that music just so people can like really like get into my music. Well, like as a challenge for me. Uh, I challenge you to, whenever we, uh, junior and senior, whenever we go to prom, I challenge you to get one of your songs on the list to play. You know what I should do? I should try and have a Gucci Santa-themed promposal. Like, it's, say, if I'm actually dating somebody by then. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, if I'm actually dating somebody by then, I kind of want to see if it's possible for me to do a Gucci Santa promposal, like... I'd have to make a rhyme and stuff, or... I don't know, but I feel like that, was, that would be a good idea. But I will definitely try and see if I can get Gucci Santa on the song list for one of the upcoming proms that I go to. Alright, well, thank you, little Xanax. Uh, it was really nice hearing your, uh, like, view on your entire career and everything. It's really interesting to see the perspective of an actual artist and see where they came from. Yeah, I came from pretty much nothing. I... I have a good family life, I have friends, I have loyal friends, I have people who love me. I didn't have to struggle, I didn't have any, like, bad background history with anybody that caused me to think, like, you know what, let me let all these emotions out on a song. No, I started rapping because my friends dared me to, and it took off, and I realized that this is something that I could actually do for fun. Yeah, that kind of sounds crazy. Like, mom... Like, some, sometimes that can happen just from your friends daring you to do something like that. Yeah. To be honest with you, I 
now really enjoy your music. I think that um, now that you've taken it seriously, I think that some of your stuff can be like you have you have a lot of potential. I have a lot. Yeah, that's what a lot of people say. Like, oh, you have a lot of potential. I don't know why you're wasting on these like you know these stupid rap songs and. I do try to branch. But that's how everybody yeah, starts. I do try to branch out a little bit. Like every once in a while, I'll release a cover of a song that I really enjoy. And one of my most popular covers was by a man named Israel Kamaka Vivo Ole, and his um, it's his song "White Sandy Beach of Hawaii." That was the very first cover I uploaded, and coincidentally, that was one that was my most popular cover, and it garnered 138 plays and. One of my friends listened to it, and she messaged me saying that she was crying because she had never heard me sing before, and it was just, it really, like, it hit home because, like, I hadn't tried singing before that, and I don't know, I just feel like I've been working a lot more on singing now, and I'm also rapping, but I'm trying to focus a little bit more on, like, actually developing my singing. Well, thank you for giving your point of view. On everything. So now I want to get to Colby, and I want to kind of hear how you started out and how you started um, getting into like making music and stuff like that. Uh, I feel like honestly, it was just always in me where I wanted to create kind of like a beat or something like that, but I didn't really have the opportunity to. And then as soon as I was able to get my hands on, um, I first started out with GarageBand on my phone, and as soon as I was able to start with that. Like, it was really something I enjoyed, and being able to make my own melodies with the sounds I wanted to. And then, so, then I moved up and got FL Studios on my computer and started producing. And I realized that I could actually really do something good with that. And I really, at first I started out, and I wanted to be able to sing by myself. And, I mean, I can sing alright, but I just don't have the amount of writing skills, I think. Like, um, Lil Xanax does, but like that's why I'm, yeah, lyrics. but that's why I'm doing a collab, because I feel like something like that could be, like, really good, like, a really good producer, when they collab with a really good, like, artist like yeah, that. Yeah, usually, mm -hmm. like, something like that, like, good stuff comes out of that. Yeah, and I feel like something really big could happen there. Like, this has a lot of potential, like, this is just in the early stages, but I can guarantee you that in the near future... A project with me and Colby is going to drop with him as my producer. Yeah, like it feels great like that. Like whenever I show my friends my uh, beats and stuff, like and whenever they get hyped and stuff with the beats, like and they tell me like that that's really good and that I'm improving, that's really what I want to hear and like I'm really glad about that. Okay, well, so I think that to improve or get more in depth on what we're talking about, I thought that. I would actually play some clips of your songs and see what um, we think. So I'm going to go ahead and put some on real quick. I think that, that was, I think that was pretty that was good. very good. That was that was definitely that has potential. That has yeah. a lot of potential to turn into something very, very like. I don't know, but it's just yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like a hype beat, you know. Yeah, like, it's kind of like, like trying to get you people excited. And and I love how you were saying that you did this on your phone. And yeah, this you, is one of my earlier beats before I got FL Studios. And you said you, you do stuff on your computer, so I, I can't imagine what the beats are like on your computer. Yeah, yeah. I cannot wait, because, like, this is definite. This is happening. Me and uh, me and him, we're going to definitely release something in the future, because mm -hmm. he has a lot of potential to go far. Yeah, I'm really excited, because I feel like both of us can use each other as a booster. To, like, yeah, farther up like, there, when you know? two musicians work off of each other, great things happen, and I feel like something good is going to come out of this. Alright, so that was Colby's song. 
So now we're gonna do. Uh, this is this is one of my covers that I had uploaded. But... And as it turns out, this file, when his old account was deleted, was completely erased. It didn't exist anymore. He said he was gonna re-upload Gucci Santa. The the original. But he was going to re-record it because he lost the old one. Yeah. But so, as it turns out, I still have the old recording. Yeah, as it turns out, Nolan had, I don't know how he did it, but it saved on his Mac. And so for the first time in two years, you guys are going to be able to hear Gucci Santa, the original one, for the very first time. So we're going to go ahead and play that right now. And I'm going to go ahead and put that on so we can uh, react to it. Ooh, Gucci Santa. Yeah. My little Sanex, the one and only. Yeah. Gucci Santa. Hey, yeah. Gucci Santa. Hey, yeah. Gucci Santa. Hey, yeah. Gucci Santa. On December 25th. Hey. I'll be loading up my say. Hey. Yeah. I'll be filling it with toys. For the good girls and the boys. Ooh. If you've been bad, you get cold. Hey. If you've been good, you get toys. Yeah. That's the same way that it's been for 20,000 years. I got my Gucci in lane. Krampus got nothing on me. If you don't lock my old system, I'm not changing it. Alright, I'ma pass the mic to my main man, Gucci Santa. Ayo, Gucci Santa, what you gotta lay down on this track? Oh, 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 yeah, that's right, it's me, Gucci Santa, and I'm here to say, hey, that I'm here to play. Alright, now, this is instrumental break that the elves made on their free time! Hey, Gucci Santa! Hey, yeah! Gucci Santa! Hey, yeah! Gucci Santa! Hey, yeah! Gucci Santa! Gucci Santa, hey, yeah. Gucci Santa, oh, yeah. Gucci Santa, hey. Gucci Santa, yeah. Merry Christmas from Lil Xanax. Ooh. Special gift from me to you. I'm out. Peace. My God, what a. That is definitely a trip down memory lane for me. That was the very first song I ever put out for the public. It's, it's funny. It's really funny hearing your voice now. Yeah, because yeah, my voice has dropped immensely and over I, the past. And I feel like you've like progressed a lot. I, like, yeah, I've progressed now, a lot. Like I take a lot more time and consideration. Like you can't hear kids in the bus talking in the background. Yeah. New songs. So yeah, no, that was the very first Gucci Santa. For those of you who are just, you know, getting into my music now, that was the very first song I ever released back in. I dropped it on Christmas Eve of last year, and the difference between then and now, it's it's huge. It's just I've progressed a lot as an artist, and I'm glad that I was able to do that. And did you progress Gucci Santa too? Um, like. Around Christmas also? Yeah, uh, Gucci Santa 2, it was a little weird with that because I planned on releasing it December 25th, like, at midnight. But um, every year my family would go to church at midnight, so it was delayed until Christmas morning. Really? So, midnight? Uh, yeah, we, I try to drop it at midnight. Like, oh, as cool. soon as Christmas hits, like, yeah. bam, Gucci oh, Santa cool. 2 that's out cool. now. That's cool. So, kind of like a tradition? Like, yeah, it's kind of like a tradition, like, but, um, um, I am, yeah, like, next year, I'm very sad to inform you all, but this upcoming Christmas, it will be the finale to the Gucci Santa trilogy. I really don't want to milk this thing. The like, Holy Trinity. The Holy Trinity, Gucci Santa 1, Gucci Santa 2, and then Gucci Santa 3, the finale. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna Old Town Road it, like, this is it. This is the yeah. final. This is calling it quits. Because I like it when artists do that. I like it when they try to tell a story and it's not just about themselves bragging about how much money they have and stuff like that through rap. I like it when there's an actual story behind it. Like, I've kind of wanted to try to do that. Like, make up a story and try to tell their story through a rap song, like through an album. Mm -hmm. And like each song would transition into like a into full album? So like, like yeah. Like how many songs? Like I want to say at least eight or nine tracks, and they would all have smooth transitions from one track into the next. Like you wouldn't yeah. even tell when the next song starts. That's because crazy. 
Yeah, it would like, like the you're whole, telling a full story. The whole album, it it's parts. just one. Yeah. Continu- I mean, I've, I've heard like, of that happening for like two tracks. Yeah, it's like, like one continuous album. Like you don't know where the first song ends and the second song begins. Yeah, I like, think that's really cool. And yeah, I would definitely be not yeah, creative to be you yeah. trying it. But again, like I said, I really don't want to keep forcing Gucci Santa down y'all guys' throats. So. Yeah, yeah, this year is going to be the final Gucci Santa. I'm sorry if anybody feels that they wanted more, or but I'm, I'm sorry. It's yeah. just I can't really. Well, I'm, I'm kind of done with it because I don't want that to be my only thing. Like I have other music that I put out, but mm-hmm. really none of it has garnered as much attention as Gucci Santa too. Yeah, but, I feel like some rappers like they get that hit song, yeah, right? like, and then they Lil, just keep making songs Lil off Nas of it. X even if they don't, even if they don't want to do that, like they keep doing it. But no one else. Uh, you yeah, like, told. they have their fifteen minutes of fame, and then really nobody cares about them anymore. But because they need to make new stuff. Yeah, they need to put out new stuff. I kind of, I want to touch base on how your like growth and transition into better quality, better vocals, stuff like that. Because from hearing, uh, especially Lil Xanax's old song, the original Gucci Santa, you can definitely tell from his old track. Um, yeah, you can definitely tell that I've evolved. Yeah, your new stuff is when you completely listen to the one different. Now. Yeah, it's a lot different than my old self because back then I didn't really care about the quality of my music. I didn't care uh-huh. about like, oh, does this like this sound good? Is it on key or like, oh, is this off tempo a little bit? I didn't care about that. I yeah. just, I, I would just put out stuff every single week, and it was just horrible. But now I've taken more time and i mm-hmm. made sure like okay this needs to be there this needs to be there like this doesn't I, you sound don't right. drop songs for like a month at a time yeah no it's because i actually like take serious like pride in my songs i try to make them mm-hmm. sound as best they can and i think that's the problem with most soundcloud yeah. rappers at my school is that they drop songs way too frequently like they try to do it every other week but it's they're really doing quantity over quality they think especially that, whenever they drop tons of money on equipment yeah, that they don't know like, how to use, and they are not hitting that full potential. They're not, yeah, they're mm-hmm. not using their stuff to the full potential, and that's what I'm doing because many people don't know this, but my studio is literally GarageBand on my iPhone. Mm-hmm. My microphone is the one on my Apple headphones, and I upload everything through my iPhone. All of my music is done on my phone. All of my projects are on my phone. I don't use computers, nothing like that. I, I only use my phone. My lyrics are in my notes application, so... Without my iPhone, I don't think I would have gotten into music. Mm-hmm. Wow. I just have a problem with artists who, like you said, spend thousands, literal thousands of dollars on like synthesizers and beat making equipment, and they don't know how to use it. And they're just because like, because if they knew how to use it, that'd be all right. But like, that would be when, amazing when they don't know what to do. Yeah, but when they don't know what to do, it's just very annoying. Like and very... you really think like, like you. You're able to make such great music with little with um, with what stuff little I have. have. Yeah. So like, imagine what you can do if like you're given yeah, all that. Yeah, like if you're given a giant synthesizer with buttons and whistles and everything like that, and you only use it for the default piano setting, that is such a waste of money. Get a regular piano if you're going to do that. Don't don't buy a synthesizer if you don't know how to use a synthesizer. My keyboards, I have to wait for Apple to release new ones on GarageBand. And until then, I use what I have, and it's great because I don't need to move a bunch of buttons. I don't need to flip a bunch of switches. I can just tap on a different sound, and there it is. Mm-hmm. And these sounds, they're all, they all have a very unique sound, very different sound, and I, I can make it sound good. I can make music with that free application on my phone. And, and, it, and it's really amazing how Apple's able to create a application with such a yeah, it vast has, expanse of It tools. has so many instruments. It has drums, guitars, bass guitars, vocals, keyboards. It has an amplifier. I can plug my guitar into my iPhone with an adapter and make amp and my iPhone acts as the amplifier and that's what I love about GarageBand. I really don't need a studio other than GarageBand and Yeah, Apple's crazy. Like for being able to do stuff like that just on your phone. Like, it's crazy. It's it's definitely, definitely one of, if not my greatest application on my phone. Like, mm-hmm. I want to say at least 81% of, well, according to screen time, 81% of my time I use on GarageBand, specifically for just making music. Yeah, I really think that 
um, music can has the ability to bring music people together. Yeah, that's the beautiful thing about music. It has the power to bring people closer together. It has the power to raise money, to raise awareness. Like a great example of this is "We Are the World" by uh, well, for those of you who don't know what that is, the it was a project called USA for Africa. They were hit by oh, a, yeah. I, I think it was like a hurricane or tornado, something like that. Not a tornado, but it, they were hit by a natural disaster and a bunch of people died. And so they came together. All of America's greatest artists came together and made a song called We Are the World. It had Bruce Springsteen, Kenny Olsen, um, Phil Lewis. It had Michael Jackson in it. Yeah, there are a it ton of people. It had Cindy Lauper, all the greatest artists of our time. Eric Clapton, Phil Collins, everybody was on that album. And all of the proceeds for that album went towards helping Africa and it helped them it's rebuild so their community. It's, I don't know, that's definitely one of the most amazing things about music is that it has that power. It can help people. Like, it helps people through things. Like, and on top of that, you can make very powerful statements with songs. Like, one of the greatest examples of this is Eric Clapton's Tears in Heaven. It's by far one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. I highly recommend listening to it. He had a five-year-old son named Connor Clapton, and he died after he fell off of a hotel balcony, and he fell 15 stories. Well, he, not 15 stories. I don't know the exact type, but he fell. He died on impact, and about a week after that happened, Eric Clapton wrote the song Tears in Heaven for Connor Clapton. Wow. So I want to ask both of you, what inspired you? Like, what you, like musical groups, bands, who inspired you to want to get into music? Um, honestly, um, I've listened to all sorts of brands um, all through my life, and but I feel like it wasn't exactly a certain brand um, band that inspired me. It was actually a producer. Um, I found this YouTuber, his name was Sharp, and, um, and he started, like, um, coming out, like, more with his music, and it was, like, really good, and I really liked it, and he was using FL Studios, and that's what brought me to FL Studios, is as I saw how good of music he could make, um, I found out that if I could use FL Studios, what I could do, and that's part of the reason why I got FL Studios, and that just really inspired me on the fact that, like, People can create such like amazing songs, and like how you're talking about like his five-year-old son dying. Like people can use music to really express the feelings, and like in a, yeah. in a way that can other people can relate. Sometimes, like I feel like that's what a lot of songs. Some people can just relate a lot to. Like um, I, I listen to Imagine Dragons a lot, and mm. a lot of their songs have made a huge impact on the world. Um, some of them good and bad. So. Uh, what about you? Dan? Well, if anybody knows me, they will know that hands down my greatest musical influences are the Beatles, if not the most influential band in the world. Mm -hmm. Like, I listen to them every single day. Their music is just so revolutionary. They were doing things at that time that nobody else was doing. Like, yeah. I don't know, it's just something about their music. It's so you like it's so different. It's so unique and they put out so many great songs like um Hey Jude was one of the top 100 most recognizable songs in history according to science. It was number mm -hmm. 2, I think. So, and I also listened to other types of music. Um one of my good rap influences um was Oliver Tree, for example. Uh he put out a song recently called Hurt and I like the idea that he blended rock and rap. He did a very good job of genre blending. And another artist who's also good at genre blending is Gorillaz. Uh, I've been getting into them recently. They have so many great songs. Like, they're able to combine a pop song and then all of a sudden just launch directly into, like, this amazing rap verse. It's just one of the greatest examples is Feel Good Inc. It's, at first, it's kind of like a slow, kind of like hip-hop thing. And all of a sudden, just launches into a hard rap, and I don't know. That's one of the greatest things that it's cool. It's cool about music is that you can blend genres together. Like it can go from a ballad, yeah, and it can immediately launch into like heavy metal. And, and if you can do it well, it can. If turn you out. do it well, then it's amazing. It's yeah. gonna sound so good. I feel like um, 
another person I know is Post Malone. Um, he talks about how, like, he's a rapper. But when you listen to his music, you find that not all of it is actually, like, rap. Like, there's songs all sorts. Like, you can listen to, like, um, Feeling Whitney, which is not rap at all. And then you can listen to, like, Wow, which is, like, a pop song. And it's just, he blends music, like, in his songs, too. Like, so different. And, like, you can find a bunch of different genres as, as far as, like, rap, pop, um, things like that. Country, even rock. Like, it's crazy. So, for me, I don't make music, but I do get inspired by the people that I listen to. And my, like, mo the most influential band that I listen to is Nirvana. Just because yeah. I started listening to them a couple months ago. Just, I think I started out with Smells Like Teen Spirit because my yeah. dad showed I think everybody who listens to Nirvana, they always have to start yeah. out with Smells Like Teen Spirit. And I kind of was... expanded off that. And I just found out how influential their band was to everybody mm -hmm. and what all the new stuff they were doing at the time was so revolutionary. And it's such a shame, too. Kurt Cobain died at 27 years old. I he know. was so young. He had so much potential. Imagine what other songs they could have made if he stayed alive. Yeah, and that's another thing that I find fascinating about music is the conspiracy theories in music. Yeah, there's like, so many of those. The 27 Club, for example, all these artists who died at 27 years old, like... Like, as I said, Kurt Cobain, Prince, Amy Winehouse, Brian Jones of the Rolling Stones, all of these people, and the most famous one by far was a 1930s blues musician named Robert Johnson. And he's known for making a deal with the devil, a literal deal with the devil, to play the blues. And the legend has it that he went to a crossroads at midnight in Mississippi and he sold his soul to the devil to play the blues, and he died at 27 years old. So a lot of people consider him to be the founder of the 27 Club because oh. not only was he one of the greatest guitar players in the world, he was also revolutionary. Like, a bunch of stuff that you're hearing in rock, Robert Johnson did that on his records for the first time. Mm. And the thing that all the people in the 27 Club had in common was that they were all living very reckless lives, constantly drinking, doing drugs, getting arrested... All of that. Well, but that's how all artists are nowadays. Nowadays, yeah. yeah, but back then it was, like, very out of the ordinary for these artists like Prince and, like, Robert Johnson to always be drinking, doing drugs. And legend has it is that if they did all these reckless things and they died at 27, they did something unnatural to gain their abilities with mm -hmm. music, like to become like such a revolutionary musician because all the people in the 27 Club are considered revolutionary. Kurt Cobain, Prince, Amy Winehouse, all uh -huh. those people. Well, obviously I don't believe in that, but I'm saying if that was the case, how sad that that music didn't come naturally. Yeah, it's just... Even if, it, yeah, if it was true, that would be incredibly sad to think that people would have to do that just to get good in an instrument or to become such a revolutionary musician. Yeah. So another topic I want to talk about real quick is what experiences and other stuff have you gained from being a musician and people you've met along the way? Well, one thing definitely I've gained from making music and putting it out there for people to listen to is I've definitely become more social, and I feel like music has helped me really put myself out there, because before that, I was really shy. I didn't, like, I, yeah. I wasn't good at making new friends, but now that I'm actually putting myself out there and I'm letting people listen to this stuff that I come up with, I have broadened my friend circle and I've met so, so many great people along the way. Like, I've met people and we've become really close friends and it all started to say, hey, aren't you that guy who made Gucci Sand? Like, yeah, no, that was a really good song, dude. And That happens all the time. That around yeah, too. and that happens a lot. It happens way more frequently than people think because, like, sometimes I'll be walking in the hallway and someone's like, hey, weren't you the Gucci Santa guy? And, you know, like... I don't know how to describe it. Mm -hmm. It's just a very cool feeling whenever somebody walks up to you in the hallway and they're like, "Hey, you're the guy who raps, right? Yeah, you make really good music." And it's and it's really amazing to think that what if somebody was going through a really tough day and then they play your song and it just completely makes their whole day I am better. Very proud to say that that happened to me one time. 
because I had put out a cover of a song called I'll Follow the Sun. It was a song that I listened to one day. It was by the Beatles, of course, uh -huh. and I put out my own version of it, and one of my friends messaged me, and they said that they listened to my song. They were feeling sad. They listened to my song, and they felt better immediately. And they just said that something about my music really, really helped them out. It really helped them out of that slump, and I was so mm -hmm. proud that I was able to do that, that I was able to help you know, brighten someone's day just by having them listen to my music, which is... And that's really amazing. Yeah, and then outside of, like, SoundCloud and Spotify and all that, I've been getting more involved musically in my community, too. Like, mm -hmm. every Sunday at my church, I've started playing the guitar there, and I've started singing there. Because before that, I did not want to do it because I was way too, like, shy to... But being an artist has... Being an artist has definitely... Brought attention onto you. Yes, it has brought a lot of attention onto me. Like, I have people emailing me, asking to collaborate. And That's amazing. one time I got an email from a guy in Spain, uh, Florence, Spain, and he told me that he liked what I did, he liked the music that I was putting out, and he asked me if I wanted some beats... Well, did you? I, I of course, I asked him, well, how much is it? He said, nothing, it's free. This is just to help you out in your music. And he sent me four beats, four of them. They were both completely free, and they were really good, too. Have you used any of them? Yeah. I am planning on using one of them, actually. Uh, it was called Walk-Type Beat. But, um, I don't know. It's just being an artist and just, like, getting all this attention, like, I'm trying not to let my very small amount of fame go to my head. I know that yeah. in reality, I'm still a freshman. I'm still struggling in school. <laughs> but it is nice to get all of this attention because it's not really that uh, people are bothering you and stuff. It lets you, like, become not, I don't know how to say this, you're not, like, socially awkward. You're not an introvert. You're, it allows you to become an extrovert and it, talk yeah, to it allows you. Putting your music on a platform really allowed me to like put myself out there because I figured, well, people can hear this from all around the world, so you know, they can also talk to me at school now yeah. because I'm more out there and I'm mm -hmm. more comfortable because I figured, you know, people in other countries are hearing me, so yeah, and I feel like um, one thing has to do with like. Um, like you're saying, being more comfortable with something. Um, one thing it's already gotten to me with is, like, people having, like, hate and stuff. Because people have already tried to, like, um, tell me that, like, you know, my beats are bad, I'm not going to get anywhere. And, like, I try to think about when I play beats for people and, like, the people that are going to be honest mm -hmm. and say that they're good. And, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not going to say, like, I maybe they, some of them are bad. And if someone's telling me that, like, genuinely... And I'll take that. And I've yeah, learned how you, to kind of... you know who yeah. is telling you they're bad because they want to hurt you, or they're telling you they're bad because they want to help you. Yeah. See, I think what artists need to do is they need to not respond to hate negatively. And I will admit, I have done that in the past. I'm guilty of that. Um, somebody, I have, I, to this day, I still have no idea who they are, but they would send me a lot of hate messages and they would tell me that my music sucked, I am a terrible person, I should just quit music, I'm never okay. going to get anywhere. And I was that upset me. And as I think about it now, I hate the fact that I got upset at that because I think what artists need to do is take that negativity and turn it into something creative. Yeah. Take that hate in, like just internalize it. But not to the point where it's like you get angry or you get upset at it and think like, wow, maybe he's right, maybe I should actually quit. Because that's just one person's opinion. Because there are genuinely people out there who think that you do put out good music. Yeah, and we know this because whenever you got your song played in the gym, you had yes. hundreds of students nobody, come up and jump nobody, around and enjoy yeah. it with you. Nobody was walking up to me saying, bro, why are they playing this? This song sucks. Nobody was saying that. You didn't hear that. anybody complaining. No hate at all. It was just people there happy listening to that song being blasted through the speakers. Well, because normally if somebody doesn't like something, they're not going to say anything or they're going to think about it and keep quiet to themselves. 
I'm sure there were people when they were having that song being played. I'm sure they that thought didn't to themselves like, it. like, "Oh God, you know, why did he have to do this? I don't even like this song." Yeah, but the people that did like it showed their support and really mm-hmm. enjoyed it with you. And that's another thing I hate is that how if people are gonna hate on you, and um, this is something that I think should be addressed, it's that if people are gonna hate on you, don't do it anonymously. Yeah, if you like, if you have if you have a to... problem with my music or if you have any comments or you just think my music is bad in general, don't tell me anonymously through an app. You know, just tell me in person. I'm not gonna freak out. I'm not gonna start trashing you. I'm just gonna take it. I mean, it's all constructive criticism to me. None of it is just hate. It's all constructive criticism as to what I can do to improve my music. And I think that's the best thing to do when hate comes your way, is to just ignore it. You just take it it. and you run with it. You don't get stopped by it. You have to take it and you have to do something with it. Like, I take all of my haters' comments as like, okay, well, maybe he's right. Maybe I could have done this better. But I never outright say like, no, my music's perfect. You're the the one that's in the wrong here. Like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people have done that when they experience hate. Like, a lot of big people, like, if they experience any kind of hate, they try to take the hate away from them and just say, no, you're the one that is in the wrong here. They immediately start defending wow. themselves because they think that they're perfect, when in reality, nobody's perfect. I'll, I'll admit, like, I hate 75% of the music that I put out because I always think to myself, after I listen to it once or twice, I could have done that better, or oh, I could have put an extra part in here, or oh, no, that sounds weird, but... But it's... We're a lot more judgmental on ourselves. Yeah, I think it kind of sucks when people are more judgmental than you are, and mm-hmm. they'll just like straight up hate on you and post like hate on you. But like they could say your music bad, and maybe they didn't even listen to the song. Like they just they just they want just to shut you down like just because you. Yeah, just because pe- you're getting famous. And yeah, like they just oh. try to bring you down, and that's what kind of sucks about it. And I guess. I don't know, it's just really weird when people message me anonymously and say, hey, your music sucks, you know, you should quit the rap game, you were never a good rapper, mm-hmm. like, your people don't like your music. It's like, if you honestly feel this way, come talk to me. Come and talk to I'm me about it. I'm not the type to blow up and try yeah, to fight you. Let me address this right now, if you have any hate towards me... Tell me, don't not don't anonymously message so me. So that way you can speak yeah, it, so talk that it way out like adults. We can talk about it. We can work together and, and help why. make my music better. And I could care less if you don't like it because there's people out there who actually do like my music. And just because you don't like it means I'm gonna stop making music. Music for me is a passion. It's something that I've loved to do my entire life. And just because of one person, I'm not gonna just stop doing it entirely. Mm-hmm. Because there are people out there who think, you know what, you know, he has potential. He sounds good. So, Colby, what are some of your experiences and people that you've met from doing music? Um, well, as I said, like, experiences as far as people hating on me. But also what I love is people that are talking about how they actually, like, which ones are their favorite. Like, when I'll play a couple and they'll say, like, oh, this is my favorite, um... I really like that when a bunch of people are come together to really like my beats. Like, it's it's like crazy when like I'm playing my beat and everybody gets like turned and stuff. Like you know, like I love that kind of stuff. That that's that's why I do it for. Cause yeah, music- sometimes I'll get kind of down, cause and I'll just be like, well, I don't know, like like kind of like beat block, you know? Like mm-hmm. it's like I feel like I can't create anything, and then I'll either find like a really good song that has like a, an amazing beat that I actually really enjoy, or like um. Just somebody saying, like, oh, like, some people telling me how good it is, and I'll get back into it, you know? Yeah. Music's a great way to, like, bring people together and have a community. Yeah, and I'm mm-hmm. so glad when music, specifically my music, makes people happy, and it, like, people, like, actually start, like, nodding their heads and tapping their feet along mm-hmm. with the beat. Like, one of the things that warms my heart is when people post my music and they say, Go listen to this. It is such a good song, and it just—it's just a video of people like bobbing their heads, and it's just—I don't know. Like my fans are definitely my the number one reason I keep making music. It's because they keep pushing me mm-hmm. to make better and better music. And it's amazing how music can 
even with our differences, can bring us together and unite on one Yeah, like, and really, in my opinion, there's a lot of, there's too much hate in the world right now. There's a lot of hate, and I think we all just need to spread, it's just, we need more love, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we need more love and peace, and one of the biggest advocates of that was John Lennon. He put out a six-minute song entitled Give Peace a Chance, and three minutes of the song is him repeating the phrase, all we are saying is give peace a chance. And it was him and 25 other people, and all the proceeds in that song went towards ending the Vietnam War. Oh, that's really great. I just love it when musicians, they stand up for a cause, and they write Because songs. they have so much power from all their fans. Yeah, it has so much power, and it has so much emotion in it. Like ending wars and stopping mm-hmm. slavery, all of these things. Because music. one person can make a difference. That is true, and I hate it when people think that that's not true because one person can actually make a difference. Take a look at Gandhi. I mean, he started out as a lawyer, and now he's remembered as one of the greatest heroes of our time. He brought so much peace and love and joy to India. By doing nothing By but... doing nothing but resistance, yeah. non non-violent protests yeah and I, I feel like another thing is that kind of music's everywhere like you exactly might, like people who do youtube like if, the, if they do youtube there's gonna be like a diss track or something on there of a song or like you can just be like walk anywhere like somebody might like someone's gonna be singing exactly. like you can go anywhere and find literally music. everywhere there is music you could be walking down the street and i guarantee you you will hear music somewhere. Like, like what other thing are you gonna find? Like out of a street musician, out of a speaker on a street corner, music is everywhere, and that's what I love about it. Is because it has such a powerful impact on people, and it's just something that people enjoy listening to. And the fact that you can make music from almost anything. Exactly. You can just be hitting like. Uh, yeah, tapping a disc. Yeah, and you can make a beat. Mm-hmm. Like people could combine a bunch of different like. Just combine yeah, tapping and on that's a... music. And if you keep doing that, more people are going to add on to it. Mm-hmm. They're going to collaborate, and they're going to come up with something amazing. And one of the greatest examples of this, of like minimalist musicians, is a man named Brushy One String. I, he's a famous Jamaican guitarist, and he only uses one string on his guitar. He uses just the one string, and he's put out a lot of hits. Wow. That reminds me of a YouTube video that I saw one time and a guy made a complete song out of different audio clips of him with mayonnaise. That's what I love is how you can make music out of anything. Yeah. Like you could just be like you could take an audio file of like that and then like like and just like scratching with like like and that and you can piece that together. And make an entire beat. And make an entire beat and you can That's make it sound That's why music is so great. amazing. That's why it's so versatile. I mean like there yeah, this... and there's so many different types of music. Like, anybody out there, like, they have their own type of music that's, like, corresponds with them and, like, their personality that they're going to love. Yeah, like, um, what's it called? And humans, we're not apparently the only ones that enjoy music. A study was done in 2016 at the University of California. A sea lion was captured on footage bobbing his head to Boogie Wonderland by Earth, Wind, and Fire, so... It turns out mammals also enjoy music, and mammals are able to make music, too. Or when a snake dances whenever yes. they play an instrument. Yeah, that's kind of stereotypical movie stuff, but... Like, it is actually true. Yeah, and it's it's really stereotyped, but when it actually does happen, it's like these animals are, like, charmed by music. It's just... It's, it's just goes it's even further to prove that... And even just listening to animals, they're making their own music. Like, yeah. People make songs out of literally animal noises. In other words, music is universal. Anywhere in the world, you can go literally anywhere, and if there's, there's going sound, to... If there's a sound, you can make a song. If there's a sound, there's a song. Where there is sound, there's a song. And like, it's yeah. the amazing thing is that anywhere in the world, no matter where you go, you're going to find music. And I love how... Many different cultures have made many different instruments. Like in India, they have the sitar, like the. Mm-hmm. And ah, God, I just music is so so powerful and so like it can reach a wide audience. Like 
I don't know, like, you can't name a single person who has told you, oh, no, I hate music. Because there's always something there's for There's always something for everyone. No matter Be it rap, be it ballads, R&B, soul. Or spoken word. Spoken word is another genre of music. This right now, this podcast is spoken word, <laughs> therefore it's technically... This is going up on my Spotify as the spoken word category. Yes, and that is technically music. Man. It's, it's beautiful. It is. It is really beautiful because music is just this... It's everywhere. It's everywhere, and it's been with us since the dawn of time. One of the oldest known instruments was created around 30,000 years ago, and it was a little flute made out of a vulture bone. Wow. It had one hole, and then it had three holes, like, running down the bone to play notes. And then one of the earliest known guitars was um, found in around 15 AD, or 15 years after the death of Christ. Mm-hmm. And it belonged to an Egyptian singer. It had three strings, and it was made out of a block of wood. But that just goes to prove that music has been always been with us. And and it, I doubt it'll ever. Yeah, by the go looks away. of it, music is yeah. never going to leave. It might music. change, but it's not music. Go away. Yeah, music is definitely subject to change, but. The music is never going to die. I and mean, sure, certain genres of music have died, like disco is a great example, but, you know, there's still people out there who listen to disco. Something else that really amazes me that I just thought of is there have been multiple studies and reports about when people with Alzheimer's and memory loss um, diseases, they could forget who their children are, but then turn around and sing along to a song they heard as a child because yeah. and that's, that's one of the so methods that deep. hospitals are using now it's like they'll sing a song with an alzheimer's patient every day and slowly yet surely they'll start singing it again it's like not only that but there's also a therapy revolving around music it's amazing music it has such a powerful impact and i'm so glad that anybody in any part of the world is able to make music it's not restricted music has no boundaries you can't stop it you can't stop music from happening anybody anywhere even the person listening to this podcast you can make music out of literally anything you can make it sound the way you want and that's the beautiful thing about music because simple little taps on a desk like whistling yeah all of that is considered music. Like, and it's just, is put in songs all the time. It's just something anybody can do, pretty much. Yeah. And all the layers to music makes it just come together as one. Yeah. And when it comes together as one, it's just an amazing thing to witness. That's what, I, that's what I really love about music, how it can be just one sound yeah. mixed with a bunch of different sounds doing different things, and when it comes together, it brings a tear to yeah. your eye. And unlike other hobbies, like... Welding, I don't know if you weld as a hobby, that's, I don't know why I said welding, but you need a bunch of equipment to do that. You can't just start welding yeah, out of nothing. Yeah, you can't weld with, but with a music, note that you make out You of don't mouth. need anything to make music. You could use your bare hands and a table, for example. Or, or like a snap. Or a snap, yeah. It's just amazing how how universal, how broad it is. Well, so I want to thank you both for being on here today. It was my pleasure. Yeah, you're welcome. So is there any other uh, things that you would like to bring up relating uh, to any of this? A cu- couple of things. So. One, be sure to watch out for me and uh, Colby's new project. It's going to be coming out very soon. Um, I don't have a certain yeah, release date yet. It's going to be a hit. It's going to be a hit. I can guarantee you guys it's going to be a hit. But Everyone's going to mess with that. And I will right? definitely have them on here again. Uh, and another for a thing, pre-release. Um, please suggest actual topics next time because we had no idea what to talk about. Thank I you, mean, James Tomasato, for that was really the only real topic that I could talk about because everything else was just spit out garbage. I mean, it's nice that we have a it's nice that community it's that nice is com- that you've built a um, small community. Yeah, that's contributing, but I mean. We're going to have to get better suggestions if we want better podcasts. But Yeah, no, uh, be sure to watch out for me and Colby's new project. Um, 
would y'all be um, open to coming back on again uh, to play a little snippet of your new song before it's released? Uh, yeah, uh, for specifically sure. for, for the sure. podcast? Definitely. And as if y'all aren't able to make it, you could send it and I could put you on phone call yeah, or something? Yeah, for sure. As mm-hmm. soon as me and Colby have something in the works and as soon as we have something recorded, we'll send you a snippet of it. So for everybody out there, um, be sure to come back and listen because we will have a segment of the song. Not the full song, because we want to save that for when it drops. We want to save that for, like... We'll give about 10, 15 seconds of song, so that way you can hear it and just get hyped and ready for it. Yeah. But I can guarantee you guys, this is going to be one of the hardest projects that I've ever worked on. I'm going to put all my time and effort into this, unlike most of my other songs. Um, Also, be sure to watch out for Gucci Santa 3, dropping December 25th, 2019, final one. Sad to see it go. It's the end of an era, but, you know, I can't keep releasing remixes of it, like Old Town Road. That Me, personally, I think Old Town Road has lost its touch. I mean, the first time around... I didn't like it to begin with. I, I thought it was okay the first time around, but as he started releasing, you know, Billy Ray and then Diplo and then talking about it, only talking about Cowboy stuff, I think it's really lost its touch. He keeps milking it. I think he could just well, Because on. if you look at his other songs, it's nothing really groundbreaking and then he makes yeah. one song that gets traction and he milks and it. And that's what I hate about music is that sometimes there are these artists that are just one hit wonders. Like mm-hmm. have you ever heard of Ram Jam? No. Exactly, because they were also a one hit wonder. Like the song Black Betty like Whoa Black Betty Oh yes, I've heard that they one. wrote that song. That was on their debut album. First track. Nobody ever heard any of those songs before. And it was it was fairly good. It was very good. Ram- Black Betty is a very good song, but, you know, they had their 15 minutes of fame, and mm-hmm. they didn't try to milk it, but... And then Blue Suede, Hooked on a Feeling, that was another one. That was That's the, also That was one. the only song that they released that was the number one hit. Everything else is just left in the dust. And then you compare it to the Beatles, where they've made multiple they have, they have the number one hits. most number one songs out of any artist. I believe they're in the 30s with their number one hits, and all of their albums from... 1963 all the way to 1970 they have all peaked at number one on the billboard Mm -hmm. charts that's why i'm really excited to see the movie yesterday when it comes out yes the movie yesterday Mm -hmm. is i think we're all going to be watching that i will definitely you you should definitely i definitely recommend if any of you want to come with us to the arcadia to go watch it definitely dm me and i will um make plans because that would just be Amazing, because we are all really excited yeah. for that movie. And for those who don't know what it's about, it's this guy named Jack. He gets into like this bike accident, and he wakes up in a world where nobody knows who the Beatles are. Only he remembers their songs, and he plays them, and he becomes famous instead of the Beatles themselves. And if you didn't know, it's also starring the two other uh, surviving Beatles. The two members. surviving Beatles, they're going to appear in the movie, Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr. I, that's why I think it's going to be groundbreaking. And it's, it's definitely, and it's the same director as Slumdog Millionaire. One of the, was an Oscar-nominated movie, I believe. Wow. Yeah. It, from the trailer alone, it definitely looks like it has a whole lot of potential, and I'm really excited to see it. I definitely recommend uh, either watching the trailer or just going to see the full movie. There is one movie that is coming out. I am not going to see it. Like, there is no way... I'm going to see this movie. It's called Hustlers, and it's a stripper movie featuring Cardi B. I mean, it definitely suits her. No. Because all all she is, I, my personal oh view, my is God. she's a stripper that got noticed. Well, she, you, you realize she was before, right? Yeah. Oh, was I mean, she? Yeah, yeah she I was actually a stripper before she had her 15 minutes of fame, and then she thought, okay, all right, like, I'm going to try to do more with this, but she should just, she should just stop. I mean... She She's... drugged and raped, not, no, not raped, she drugged and robbed men for money just to survive, and all these Cardi B stands are thinking like, oh, well, you know, water under the bridge, but, you know, Bill you Cosby did the same thing. You can't thing. leave your past just because you're famous. Yeah, you can't just, and that's what sucks, Bill Cosby was prosecuted, he never denied what he did, he was open about it, and so was Cardi B, but guess which one was prosecuted and which one wasn't? I really liked House of Cosby. That was a good show. I liked Fat Albert. I do too. Fat yeah. Albert was all around. Just the amazing. movie didn't really, movie didn't really hit its stride. I think it didn't really. Yeah, but I mean, 
Well, so I just want to say thank you guys. Oh, goodness. Um, thank you for coming on tonight. Uh, I know we had a lot of fun talking about all these yeah, things. Really yeah. And uh, this is a very, expanding on... a very open experience. This is the very first time I've actually opened up about my music and stuff. So if you actually made it to the end of this, then you know a lot thank more about Thank you for me. listening. Um, we're definitely going to be putting out more. Uh, hopefully get some new guests on here. Uh, I just want to thank everybody that was on here. And um, this is it. Thanks for listening. Good night. Yeah.